It's important to build referral relationships because if you don't build relationships with people, you are basically starting over from square one with each new client. Welcome to Creative Solutions, where we are here to help you reduce stress, create a more satisfying customer experience, and of course, make more money. So today we've got 14 different ways that we actually in our team, our uh, area of expertise that we improve our referral business. We strengthen our referral business and we want to give you the opportunity to hear exactly what we do and how we do. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to take it. Take any of them, take one of them, take all 14 of them, it doesn't matter, but this is going to make you better. This is one of those days where if you can get a pen and piece of paper out, you pay attention to what we're going to say, and you actually implement these things into the systems of your daily routine, we are going to see exponential growth in your real estate capabilities. So the first thing we're going to focus on is giving and receiving. Now here on our team, that is a very, very big one. That's why it's number one. We want to focus on how we can give and receive for our clients. Now, Richard, when we say that, when you talk to our team members and you say, this is what we're doing, what does that mean for you? So when you give and receive, what that means to me is that you're, number one, you are receiving from the referral partners, the clients that they're giving you. So when somebody gives you a client, you want to know that they trust you enough that you can handle their business. So sometimes when somebody hands you a big client or a client in a different area, you might be like, "Uh Oh, I don't have as much expertise, but you can know that if your business referral partner or your friend is referring you, then they know you can handle this. So receive what people give you and also be a giver. So definitely you think about their businesses when you're talking to people, if it's your insurance agent, if it's your house cleaner, if it's your uh, dog sitter, you know, make sure you pass business back and forth. Absolutely. And the coolest part about that is everybody should have one somewhere around them, do some research, but we actually have a referral group that we go to. Now, obviously this referral group is not just strictly real estate professionals, right? We've got uh, roofers at this thing. We've got people that are in the cleaning business. We've got people that are involved uh, in nonprofit organizations and cars and all these different things. And it's been a great opportunity. We've actually seen quite a bit of business that where we've been able to use them, not only just in our own personal, like we deal with rentals, we deal with, you know, property management, we deal with sales, we deal with roofs, we deal with all these things. So we get to use them ourselves, but we've also been able to tell other people, hey, these are great people to work with, we trust them, so on and so forth. And we've then also seen that reciprocated into our team. So if you have the opportunity anywhere around you where you're at, see if there is a referral group that you can join and be a part of. It does help a lot. Now, the second thing that we talk about, showing your value. Now, when we say showing your your value, we're talking about letting your referral partner know uh, when you have referred a client, right? We need to make sure they know like, hey, this wasn't just some random call that came in. This was an intentional, hey, I told Mary Jane that you were the best and she's giving you a call and so on and so forth. Uh, and then you want to also make sure that you're sh sharing the relevant information of that client that they're going to need. So that way, here, here's the thing. It's great when somebody can get a cold call, like receive a call and just help them. But how much better is it if they know the call is coming from Mary Jane, they know the situation already, and then they can already be prepared. Like they can make themselves look that much better and vice versa for us. If I get a call from somebody and they're like, hey, man, I'm sending this person over your way. They're kind of looking for this kind of house. 
I don't know what their situation looks like. Or sometimes lenders call, hey, here's their exact situation. They're going to be calling you. This is what they need to be looking for. Then as soon as they call, it just brings so much more professionalism into the actual moment with that person and more connection where then it's like, hey, like, hey, so-and-so, I've got you. Um, it sounds like this is what so-and-so said you're going to be able to work with, and we're going to help you out as best as possible. And so we definitely see we're showing that value of, hey, giving them the heads up, Make sure they understand we are actually sending you business because we do care about your family. You're providing for your family through this. We're showing you the value, right? We want to be there for you. You're also going to be there for us. All right. So let me take the next one. This one is staying top of mind. So there's several different ways we do this. Now, obviously, there's ways to stay top of mind by sending written hand cards or sharing posts on social media or just reaching out to them um, with a text or a video call. Uh, but we want to make sure that our business partners know that we are alert and we are ready, that we are sharing their information. So on social media, a lot of times we like to like and share, you know, because that shows them like, hey, the Richard Pierce group is sharing my information and that endows and endears them to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then the next thing would be presenting well, right? We must be prepared to impress and meet expectations. Now, this goes for obviously your clientele, but when it comes to referrals, when it comes to connections, when it comes to these people that we're going to be working with in this business, we must make sure that one, I mean, it, it, it's just, dad, how many times have you talked to somebody and you're like, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. This dude, he couldn't handle what we have just because an initial conversation, this dude was all over the place. Doesn't make sense. He's saying things that don't actually correlate to what I'm talking about. Like, has that ever happened? Oh, that's happened a lot. And I've also been that guy. Correct. I've been that guy that somebody sends me some business or sends me a referral and I have not been prepared or maybe I didn't come dressed appropriately for that client or maybe, you know, I just wasn't in the right space. Mm -hmm. So this is for me to remember like, hey, when somebody gives you some opportunity, make sure you're on your A game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then represent. We want to be excited for the opportunity and show enthusiasm. Now, that's f that's for everything, right? right. Um, referrals sometimes are going to be like big things. Sometimes they might be small things. But no matter what it is, we want to show that gratitude, that appreciation. We want to show that we are thankful for the moment, thankful for whatever is coming. How often do we actually deal with that? Uh, a lot of times when you get a referral, you don't know who they know. So there's been times where we, we're working with a, a younger person and we're like we know they can't buy based on how they look okay so we're not trying to judge them but we we do do that uh but then we find out grandpa's the one writing the check and so that happens in our business quite a bit where there's a family member or they know another opportunity that we can take advantage of so everybody is somebody's everybody so what that means is you that person may not mean a lot to you but they mean a lot to someone else so again, it's just basically being available and, you know, it goes back to representing, be ready, be excited to do the opportunity that's given to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next thing on the list would be give a good experience, right? We want to deliver more than is expected. Now, I think this is just classic and whatever business that anybody's doing, we should always over deliver and under promise, right? That's one thing that we hear a lot when we are listening to anything that talks about growing your business, growing your referrals, growing your clientele, growing whatever it is you do, whether you're a car salesman or a realtor or XYZ, we want to say, hey, we're willing to do this, we can do this. But then when it comes to that, if you can 
can do what you can to go above, to go beyond, to be the better. How in our team, how in the Richard Pierce group especially, how do we do that with our clients? Like our, our sorry, our groups that we're referring with, right? So we've got the different roofers and contractors and uh, home inspectors and all these different things that we obviously deal with. How are we taking the best opportunity, obviously, to give that good experience for them? So when we call one of the referrals to have them do work for us, obviously we treat them with respect. We we don't try to negotiate them and cut all the uh, profit out of their deal. You know, we want to pay them. We want them to earn good money. Uh, when we refer them out, we definitely, or when we refer people to them, we refer people who we know will like and trust them that will get along, you know, with their personality. So, you know, there's different personality traits in any business. Like, for instance, uh, a life coach. Sometimes one life coach works for you and another one doesn't, even though they're saying the same thing because of the way they present. So generally we try to make sure that when we're um, sending a referral to someone, it's saying, hey, this guy can take care of you. He's going to speak the language you speak. You're going to appreciate the way he does business. Absolutely. I love that. Now, on the next, be likable, right? We're, we want to be engaging. We want to use questions to build rapport. And with referrals, we believe that this is actually super important, right? I don't know. Now, I've only been in the business for a little time, so I haven't technically dealt with something like this. But have you ever dealt with a time that somebody is trying to work with you in some facet of our business, and they're just not a likable person, meaning they're not engaging. They're not, you know, I don't want to say not kind and stuff, but like there's people out there that you mesh very well with. There's people out there that as soon as you talk to them, you're like, man, you know what? I think we can make something work with you or, Hey, we are definitely willing to try out a couple deals and see what happens. I also feel that occasionally somebody comes in and maybe they just don't understand the type of group that we are. They might not understand morals and values even or different things like that. Have you actually experienced it much where we do have people coming in and they're not really likable on our standards? Well, what it is a lot to me is sometimes you go into a situation and if you're not present, if you're not ready, if you don't have your information ready, if you're not being authentic, then it's hard to be likable. Mm -hmm. People want to be with somebody they can know and trust. Now, sometimes when people do go look at a property, they're quiet. They just want to think about it. They don't want to talk to a realtor with another person. They basically want to decide, is this the right property for me? So you have to learn how to read your people. Sometimes you do have to have some humility, listen, see what their pain points are, see where you can help them. Other times you are a little more aggressive with them. You let them know like, Hey, this is the way the system works. This is what the seller's looking for. You know, this is, they've said that the property's being sold as is. So it's as is, you know, you kind of, you have to lead your people, but I think the likability part of it is just being real with people. And I think in our business, it's it's a it's a challenge sometimes. Oh, for sure. So, uh, but it's very important. That's a skill we need to learn, and that goes along with the next one, which is being trustworthy. Um, the thing is, is we need to be able to deliver on our promises. So when we meet that new client, that new referral, we need to be on time. We need to be following up with them ahead of time, shooting them a text, giving them a phone call, saying looking forward to meeting you. You know, make sure they we're meeting at the same address for the first house, making sure if there's any other pertinent information they need, making sure you have all your buyer's packet information. So if they're asking other additional questions, you're able to explain them or give them literature to, to, to help them. And that established, establishes trust. 
And the reason why people do business with us is because they trust us. If they don't trust us, they'll go find another realtor. So sometimes in our business, you know, we see people that are going to different realtors. And we, as realtors, we're like, well, why didn't they come back to me? I showed them a house a week ago. Well, sometimes it's because we are not establishing the trust, the confidence in them, and we haven't established the likability position, you know, and so they are going to find someone that they want to do business with. Correct. Absolutely. Um, next on the list would be being competent, right? And this goes right along with a couple things we've already been saying, right? You got to know your information, know the situation. This actually goes back to earlier where we said it's awesome if you have the opportunity to either give more information on a subject or get more information on a subject when a referral is actually coming through, right? So being competent in our deals and our handlings, right? And here's the thing. I people think about it, but sometimes I think it might be forgotten that if I've received a referral from somebody, it's not just my name on this deal. Now it is my referral partner's name on the deal, right? right? If Joe Schmo has said, Hey, big rich, we've got X, Y, Z, uh, and we want to get this done. It's not just that. Okay. Well now it's me. I'm on the line. If I falter, that's somebody else's word that we might be working and hurting them in this situation. So when it comes to being competent, what are a couple ways that we teach our team to stay competent in these deals and in the situations that we go through? Uh, looking ahead to see what questions there may be and anticipating what the issues will be. Absolutely. So if somebody's looking for a house in a certain market, and let's say they're they're looking for an um, a certain, for instance, in Orlando, there's a place called Baldwin Park. If they're looking for a home in Baldwin Park, then you need to know what communities touch Baldwin Park that might be the type of home they're looking for. Maybe these clients don't have children in school. Maybe they're not so concerned about the school district. Maybe they just want to be beside the lakes and beside the community that is in Baldwin Park. So they might be okay with Winter Park. So there's different scenarios like that. In your community, you need to know what neighborhoods would be similar to what they're looking for. Maybe the price points, maybe where the opportunities are that nobody else knows. Or even sometimes knowing the the schools, you know, you you can't recommend a school, but if they say is there a charter school or a private school here, then you need to be able to have that information. Again, that's showing that you're competent and that you have your knowledge already at hand. Mm-hmm. Which leads right in the next one, which is being prepared. It's almost the same thing. I think they go hand in hand, right? Being competent and being prepared. So when we walk into a system, when we walk into a setting, do we actually have our stuff under, do we know what we're working with? Do we know the area that they're working in? Do we know exactly what they're looking for? Or at least have a good idea of what they're looking for. So I wanted to take this one back. This, this be prepared is also when you're in a community, you need to know which business partners in that space are going to be good for that client. So for instance, some of my roofers, they don't want to go outside of the tri-county area. So if I'm in a different community, which is abnormal for me, right? But if I'm in a a community a hundred miles away and somebody says, Hey, do you know a good roofer in this area? Even though I don't sell real estate there, it's nice to be able to say, yeah, I know people in this area, or I know how to get that information very quickly. Uh, but, uh, you know, painters, uh, house painters, mm-hmm. house painters are very busy. They really don't have to drive more than 10 minutes to, to be busy. So right. a lot of house painters, they don't want to drive an hour away to do a job because, you know, so you got to know who's in that market where you're selling for that product. So that's what I meant by being prepared. Have that contact information because you want to be shown, again, as the expert, And if you have the contact information for, you know, 
Let's say somebody's building a, a home on three acres. Well, they're going to need to know who's doing the perk test, who they need to know the soil samples, who's going to be doing that. They need to know about the septic design, you know, who, who handles this, which health department, all those kinds of things. So I, I think we should be prepared. Being available. Also, this is something very important. It takes time to respond. It takes time to respond in a timely manner. And what I mean by that is if somebody's got a question, we need to be on top of it to get them an answer back. If you wait three hours to give somebody an answer, they feel like a lot of times that you're not even thinking about them. I have one client, and um, I won't say his name, but he he will blow my phone up if I don't give him a response. And I've learned the best thing to do for him is shut down for five minutes and bang out his answer, give him what he wants, make the changes that he's looking for, make the contact that he's interested in. And this guy does a lot of business, so I do what he wants. But, it, you know, I have to humble myself. But I also have to remember, hey, if I just take care of this client right now, he's happy. Then he's like, great, Richard took care of it. But if I wait three hours, he's blowing my phone up in about an hour and saying, hey, what's going on? Did you get it done yet? I'm like, nope, I didn't get it done. I've been kind of busy. <laughs> so um, be prepared and have that follow-up time available to you. Awesome. And then we're down to our last two, right? So, And these may be the most important. We're talking about follow-up. Right. The follow up is super, super, super important with everything that we take care mm, of. It is. So are we updating the referral partner on the lead? Are we responding back to our partners on what has happened in the deal, how it was handled? Was it successful? Was it not? These are different things that we want to make sure one to make sure we are helping our referral, referral partners as best as possible. And here's the thing. I, you could almost say that not every person is for everybody. We've said that before. Maybe we understand that some clientele or some areas or some whatever is better for other people. But if we can help give that feedback to people, then hopefully we help our deals go smoother. We help their deals go smoother. We help everybody be more happy and content and excited about the situations and working together uh, and all of these different things. So we do believe that follow-up may be one of the most important things. And then the last would be just showing appreciation well, showing appreciation, thank you notes, and here's what I do. When I show appreciation, a lot of times when I work with a client for the first time, I'll send a text to the referral person. I'll say, hey, I just met with Susie, and it went great. We showed her a home. wasn't the right one for her. We're going to keep showing her homes. And then once we get under contract or something, or once we get through uh, inspections or about ready to close, I'll shoot them another text. You know, I want them to know that, hey, this Susie has stayed with Richard and Richard has been able to take care of her and Susie's happy. So that was one thing we want to do about that follow up and showing appreciation. And it's also really nice to appreciate people through social media. You know, I think they say you're supposed to give praise in public and correction in private, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times as a, a people, as a, especially Americans, we like to gossip. We like to say more than we should. We like to sometimes uh, talk about others. And I think I'm guilty of that. And that's something I'm trying to work on. I need the Lord to help me. But, um, you know, when we show appreciation publicly, it means a lot. If, if you sit, put it out on Facebook, hey, I just want to say thank you, Rich Ruffin, for doing a great job. We appreciate all that you do for us. And, you know, we're looking forward to doing more business in the future. That goes a long way. So that's with the appreciation, handwritten notes. People love getting handwritten notes. Gift cards, you know, give them a, a $25 Boston Stokers gift card or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. People love receiving gifts and they like knowing that they've been thought of. Absolutely. 
people trust referrals from those they know. Now, referral groups, they're made up of professionals that represent their specific business categories. Typically, meeting focuses on the allowing members to network, exchange referrals, and promote their businesses. A great source of building new and trusted business relationships and learning about other businesses that you can refer to your clients. Having a good source of connections for your client needs allows you to be set apart from the others in your area. Friends and family. Your friends and family will be happy to refer you when they see the knowledge, your hard work, and the success that follows. It's okay to let your family and friends know that you love what you do and you are being successful and tell them that you appreciate your their support and referrals. Past clients continue to stay connected. People like to know that they are cared about more than just one-time transaction. Build rapport with phone calls, text messages, handwritten notes, even appreciation events. And some bonus ideas for additional referral relationships would be hairdressers, doctors, auto mechanics, community organizations, pastors, kids coach, restaurants, staff, coworkers, pharmacists, car details, jewelry stores. There are so many different options. Make sure you are reaching out to everybody you can and do your best to give and receive in the referral business. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Solutions. Also, if you guys have any questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, email us at info at creative solutions for realtors We also have our online website listed in the description below for more in-depth training about real estate.